Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. You're listening to Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering. Massachusetts winners can be tough, and Guy Ben Aharon, a Boston-based stage director, knows that they can also be lonely, and we're already lonely. The fact that it's hard to make friends as adults, and we're seeing increasingly, uh, even the Surgeon General of the country uh, has said that loneliness is a pandemic. In that sense, it's, it's something serious that we should be thinking about. So he created The Jar. Here's how it works. You pick a gathering spot, somebody's house, a cafe, or wherever, bring along a friend or two, and share stories around a theme to build connection. And The Jar is really a a 21st century model to help people create, catalyze, and deepen meaningful relationships with people who are like them and not like them. It allows people to, to show up fully as themselves. This winter, the jar is celebrating different kinds of love, and they're using pieces of art. Participants choose a piece of art that they own, and they tell a story of how it represents love and connection in their lives. So ahead of Valentine's Day, a few stories from jar participants. Uh, So my name is Jarrell Cox, and I was born and raised in Dorchester, uh, Massachusetts. The, the title of the piece is called The Comforter. It's a sculpture of a black woman standing in kind of like a white dress and cloak. And in that cloak, she's holding hands of multiple children. There's two children on either side of her um, in different shades of black. And she's a beautiful black woman with her eyes closed and a short haircut all gray um and they're they're all walking barefoot through the grass and flowers the moment that i realized that i wanted to get this gift from my mom was when i saw it i saw it in the mall i worked really hard i was working at dunkin donuts and lady foot locker in the mall at this point of my life to save up to get my mom um, this gift. My mom was a massive comfort to me when we lost my dad. And it was a traumatic, unexpected loss. And it almost, it was a comfort to me. Not only did she squeeze me and show me everything was gonna be okay through her fearlessness and um, words and just unconditional love, but She also showed me that we can fall and get back up. And she guided us through that tragedy, and we were stronger for it. My mom didn't, wasn't just the mom to to us, her biological children, but she was a mom to people at our church and people in our community and to, to our friends. The comforter represented so much to me at the time, being a young man and being able to give my mom this gift. But still to this day, it's in our living room and it overlooks our Christmas tree and where we sit with our family. And it's just a beautiful piece that I was really happy to give. Hey there, I'm Wendy Swart Grossman, and I'm here with my incredible husband of 28 years. I'm Evan Grossman. 
the artwork we chose to talk about was a piece we purchased back in Georgia in 2002, which is kind of a, a piece of corrugated tin that, you know, is, is very uplifting. It's a heart. It's a, a picture of the earth, the blue marble earth in the shape of a heart. Um, and it says peace on earth. The piece of artwork is written as done by a woman by the name of Jill Lusky. And she went by the moniker wild Jill from Rawsonville which is very close to the town of Roswell, Georgia, where we were living in 2002 when we bought the piece. We got married in 1995, and, in, uh, we, got, and we were living in Somerville, Massachusetts at the time. I convinced Wendy it was a great idea to move from Somerville, where we had centered our lives for the previous exactly. 10 years, and move to, you know, the, the <laughs> South, which was, which was and, and not just to to the South, but sort of the suburbs of Atlanta, which were not the hip, interesting parts of Atlanta, no. at least for us. But we also had two little kids at the time. Our son, uh, one son was four years old and the other was a newborn. And so when we were moving to Georgia and we, we, were, we were just kind of, this was our second home that we had owned together. And it was in a place that we didn't really feel particularly comfortable in yet. I mean, it's, it's hard to move. It's hard to move a thousand miles away and you don't have any support systems and you don't know anybody. Um, and it was an opportunity to, to us to think about, you know, we had two little kids. Who are we? Who are we as a family? What do we stand for? Um, not that, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating that you can use like art as activism. And it just felt like, how do we make, how do we make a mark? How do we make something a home? Um, how do we um, show through what's hanging on our wall what it is that we care about? You know, peace, I think, is, is so tied in with love, right? And can't have peace if you don't have love and can't have love if you don't have peace. You know, in, in a world that has a lot of conflict, when, when we moved to Georgia, we, you know, it was post 9-11, but we still felt like, look, we, we've got to say, we've got to take a stand about who we are. And we, we do believe in peace. I am Mona Bazargani. I grew up in Tehran, Iran, and I moved here by myself when I was 18 uh, to Boston. The Object is a book that my grandfather wrote. He took um, a story that was written in a story format and he put it in a poem. And he used to read it. As he was composing it, he would read it to his kids. And, but the, the kid out of all of them all that was the most excited was my mom. So my grandfather died when I was just born. Um, I was only a few months old when he passed, but I do, I know I haven't physically met him, but from all the stuff that I've read about him and I've heard about him, I feel a strong connection to him. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I'm hoping in the next life I will actually meet him. <laughs> but. Yeah, um, uh, it was a very, very interesting man, very calm, very collected, um, very successful, but also very, for his time, he was, how do I describe it? He was very, not hippie, that's not the right word, but very in tune with nature and with life. He wasn't just career focused. Even though he was very successful, it was purely out of nature. He just liked what he did. But he wasn't hungry for money or for title. It was, it was just, he just wanted to live a life in content. Jarrell Cox, Wendy and Evan Grossman, and Mona Bazargani sharing their stories as part of an event series called The Jar, 
And if you're looking for more human connection, the JARS Final Winter Series nights are tonight and tomorrow. You can find more information at our website at radioboston.org.